BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and miniskirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. People think that that is what they need to do to be productive is have a mile long to-do list every day. Mm -hmm. So that is the first myth. I'm like, no, absolutely not. Because then you're just spreading your energy and your time like so thin Mm -hmm. that you're not doing anything well. Mm -hmm. And chances are you're not getting the important things done because you're kind of just like, I don't know about you, but if I have a giant to-do list, I just get overwhelmed before I get started. Like I just look at it and I'm like, whoa, okay. Like, I don't know what is going on. How am I going to get all this done today? So Mm -hmm. I'm all about prioritizing, like choosing your focus three every day, knowing which tasks deserve your best time and energy every, every Mm -hmm. day. So you can give those tasks your best time and energy. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Jess, welcome to She. Hey, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you. I've loved your work for a long time, and I'm just looking forward to this conversation because this is something I'm also very passionate about. And I think it's so important to talk about how we can be productive really without losing our minds, without hustling ourselves into the ground and all of that. But before we get into some of the nitty gritty, I would love if you can just share a little of your background and what you do now for those who may not be familiar with you. Yeah, totally. So I am a wife to my high school sweetheart and I'm an almost first time mom to our little girl who mm. is due in less than eight weeks, which saying oh that gosh. out loud, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's coming so fast. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm the owner and founder of the community centered productivity brand called Hustle Sanely, where I teach women how to pursue their goals while prioritizing their mental health and relationships. Mm. And I am incredibly passionate about this work because I created it out of the need for it myself a few years ago. I call myself kind of jokingly, kind of not a recovering workaholic. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people can kind of relate to that because it's just, I feel like in our society, work just makes up such a big part of people's identity Mm -hmm. and like where we get our value from. And it's honestly terrifying. Mm -hmm. But back in 2017, I want to say, because wait, what year? We're in 2022 now. Yeah, I know. It's like, what year is it? Is it still 2020? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, right. And then when you work in the planner industry, we're working on our 2024 products right now. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. hold on a second. Like, where are we currently? Like, what is the present? (laughs) But back in 2017, I was in grad school actually pursuing a master's degree in speech language pathology. So it seems very random. Well, I am like, I'm like saying that because I actually started my college career study 
studying speech language pathology. Did you really? Yes. I know that. And then I ended up switching majors like halfway through, but I studied that for the first bit of my college career. So that's so funny. Okay. Anyway, oh my continue. Gosh, I feel like that's such like a little <laughs> niche thing too. Like, I know. That's why I was like, wait, like, wait what? what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's amazing. I had no idea. But yeah. I was so pursuing like my master's in speech pathology and during that season, I was also working two, sometimes three part-time jobs and mm-hmm. because college is expensive yeah. and, you know, I had to, which I'm sure you're familiar with, I had to show up mm-hmm. a couple times a week for clinicals or practicum, like mm-hmm. on-site training, basically. So it was just a very full season of my life. And by the end of 2017, so the end of my first semester of grad school, it dawned on me that the way that I was pursuing my goal of, you know, running after becoming an SLP, it was just not sustainable because I was 100% sacrificing my mental health, the important relationships in my life. And when I say that, I mean like the really important ones, like the relationship with my husband, my best friends, my family, like I was, people stopped inviting me places because they just expected Mm -hmm. for me to say no, which I didn't really recognize at the time because I was so hyper-focused on the goal of getting through grad school and becoming an SLP, right? Mm -hmm. And I just found myself so burned out and completely overwhelmed at the end of every single week, no matter how much I was getting done. I was Mm -hmm. still just like overwhelmed. I didn't feel like I was doing enough. And I think the best way to describe it, I really did just feel like a shell of myself Mm -hmm. during that. So in 2018, I kind of went on a personal journey, I guess is the best Mm -hmm. thing to call it, to create a healthy relationship with pursuing my goals and just productivity in general. And I was kind of like inadvertently sharing my journey on Instagram stories because I was already sharing like my SLP grad school journey. So Mm -hmm. I was like, well, might as well talk about this because Mm -hmm. things are about to change how Mm -hmm. I'm pursuing this goal that people are so invested in. So I kind of spent 2018 doing that. And then in September of 2018, I created a digital planner to help me just organize all the things and to kind of help hold me accountable to weaving healthy habits into my Mm day-to-day life. So I started selling that on Etsy and it took off. Like Mm -hmm. I had no idea that that would happen because people ask me, they're like, Oh, how can we buy that? And I was Mm -hmm. like, honestly, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Oh, why don't you just open an Etsy store? And I was like, Oh, I thought Etsy was like, just like cutesy little crafts. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't really know that you could sell like a digital planner on there, but people could see the shift in my attitude and how I was showing up for my life. Mm -hmm. And they were reaching out and asking questions about what I was doing differently because they had the opportunity to buy the planner that I was using and that I created, but they wanted more. Mm. They were kind of seeking that help for the lifestyle changes that they could Mm -hmm. see me making. And that's when I realized that there was such a need for Mm -hmm. this kind of work, just kind of redefining productivity and helping people create healthy rhythms and routines that support their values and their life vision. So in January of 2019, so there wasn't a lot of time that passed. I actually Mm -hmm. dropped out of grad school. to pursue Hustle Sanely full-time, which has been the biggest and most surprising blessing Mm. because what started as a digital planner on Etsy has Mm. grown into this full-blown community-centered productivity company. You know, I'm like hosting a podcast. I teach courses. I run a monthly coaching membership and we create paper products now. So Mm -hmm. it's just everything that we do is centered around helping women live a peacefully productive life. And I never would have guessed that I would be here 
but looking back, I'm like, oh, this makes a whole lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So it's really rad. I love it. I love it so much. And it's so funny. I just feel like there's so many parallels as you're sharing your story. I'm like, oh, my stuff like started on Etsy and then kind of took <laughs> off. And it's like, there's so many similar roots, you know, and it's like, it was when I was right. in school. And like, I just appreciate the when I can find connections like that. But all that said, I really think it's it's so true. And I think the way that you describe like peacefully productive life, like I think that's such a powerful combination of things because we often don't think of peace when we're thinking about being productive, right? Mm-hmm. And like I think combining two seemingly opposite things and two helping people understand like, no, it really can be both. You just Mm -hmm. kind of have to shift your mindset on it. And the way that you guide women to do that and the tools you provide are just so good. I'm always like, I just freaking love what you do. It's yeah, it's so well done. Okay. So speaking of that though, you touched on when you were in college, you were just like really hyper-focused on this goal, kind of struggling through burnout, things like that. So I want to talk about hustle culture because I think hustle culture is what really has stolen the piece from productivity, like just from normal productivity. Now we think of productivity as like running on all cylinders at all times. And so I would be curious how you are seeing this play out in society and what are some of the negative effects of this idea? Yeah. So I have so much that I could say about hustle culture and I just have to like give a little disclaimer. People think that because my company is called Hustle Sanely that I'm like, yay, hustle. Like people uh-huh. used to buy me like mugs with like the word hustle. And, <laughs> oh my gosh. I'd be like, know, wait, never I'm mind. Like, like, um, <laughs> hold on a second. I'm yeah. like, it's actually like the opposite. Mm-hmm. But hustle culture, it's just so damaging Mm -hmm. because it's injecting this idea into us that it's normal and healthy even to focus on doing over being. And Mm. to me, that right there is the catalyst of so many other issues, like deep rooted issues like burnout, overwhelm, imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. anxiousness, depression, like the list goes on and on and on. And I just feel like the lies that hustle culture is kind of throwing at us, things like we can't rest until our to-do list is done. Mm -hmm. We need to hurry up and do, this is when I get up at 5 a.m. every day. (laughs) This is one that I used to struggle with as an entrepreneur. And maybe you can relate. We Mm -hmm. need to hurry up and do X, Y, Z goal before Mm -hmm. somebody else beats us to it. Scarcity mindset. Yes. Or we have to say yes to every single opportunity so we don't, and I'm putting this in air quotes, miss Mm -hmm. our big break. Mm -hmm. I just feel like hustle culture kind of pushes us to lean into this false sense of security Mm -hmm. that accomplishing our goals is supposed to give us. So yeah, I've seen and personally experienced hustle culture rob people of Mm -hmm. the joy and the peace that comes from creating and nurturing a life that aligns with our actual values. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would totally agree. And I think I've experienced that, like you mentioned as an entrepreneur, but I think even whether you're a student or you're trying to, you know, up-level in your career or you're trying to build Mm -hmm. a business or whatever it is you're trying to do. And I think it starts like, you know, I think the hard part is whatever it is that we're doing, we have a drive for and drive itself is good, right? Like, right. And I think it, it, it's like so necessary to fulfill our purpose. But then when you've got this like external pressure to hurry up, do more, be more like all the things, it can really quickly start to take over your life and you lose the mm-hmm. the health. You don't, you lose the ability to pursue it in a healthy way and to pursue it in a right. sustainable way. Maybe that's the most important piece of that is like hustle culture and living your life according to that mantra or that mindset the bottom line with it is like, it may work for a bit. Like, and I think there are mm-hmm. seasons where we sprint, right? Like there's maybe a push totally. season or a launch season, but when you start to chronically live in that state and you don't even realize you're doing it, it's not sustainable. And that's where you burn out. That's where you lose the passion for what you're doing. That's where you start to resent the work that you've been given to do, even mm-hmm. if it's something you actually like. 
And that's, I think, where we start having like a downward spiral. So yeah, I would completely agree with you. And it's so funny that you worded it like that, just that we can start to kind of resent our work because it's so ironic. The work that I do now, I started to get to that place in 2019 with Hustle Sanely with the first Mm -hmm. year that I went full time with it because I started from a place of excitement. I was just like, oh my gosh, now I have all this free time to Mm -hmm. dedicate to growing this dream of mine. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of got sucked into that, you know, rabbit hole Mm -hmm. of hustle culture. Mm -hmm. And it kind of took my dream away from me. And Mm -hmm. it's just, I had to spend 2020, which was a great year to do that. Mm -hmm. Just kind of reassessing. I was like, hold on a second. I need to pull myself out of here Mm -hmm. and kind of look at my, my life as a whole and not just be so hyper-focused on this goal and this dream. So I love that you brought that up, that hustle culture is kind of dangerous in the way that it almost can make us resent Mm -hmm. things that we once loved pursuing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it, it robs us of the actual purpose behind what we're doing. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this is what I want to know now then. How does what you teach look different from hustle culture? Yeah. So kind of like I mentioned before, hustle culture, when I think of hustle culture, I think it's all about doing, like doing, 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 going, Mm -hmm. going, going. And what I teach, peaceful productivity the focus is on being. Mm. So hustling sanely and living a peacefully productive life, it's about working toward your goals, but while prioritizing your mental health and the important relationships in your life Mm. as you do that. So Mm. our goals are a part of our life, not Mm. our entire life. And so I'm all about creating healthy habits, rhythms, and routines that support your season and align with your values so that you can be the healthiest version of yourself as you're pursuing those goals. Because Mm -hmm. like you said, there are totally seasons that I call them push seasons Mm -hmm. where you kind of have to put your head down and like grind a little bit. You have a launch coming up or you have an exam coming up Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. like those don't go away whenever we start living a peacefully productive life. We just learn how to weave, like I said, habits, routines, and rhythms into our day-to-day life so that we're not hitting those those feelings of burnout and overwhelm as we're pursuing the goal. We're making mm-hmm. sure that the journey on the way to the goal is just as sweet as reaching the goal. Yeah, that's so good. I love how you said that. The journey on the way to the goal is just as sweet because yeah, I think we do kind of idolize like the destination. And then mm-hmm. I think it really can throw us off, especially when we don't get to the destination as quickly as we'd like, but we've like overextended ourselves trying to get there right. and we get thrown off course or something. Because ha- the reality is, and I think this is something that isn't talked a lot about when it comes to the topic of pursuing goals, but like if we could pursue goals in a vacuum, that would be amazing. Meaning like if there were no external factors and life right. and the possibility for illness or loss or, you know, something happening that just kind of blows up our timeline or our plan, regardless of how hard we're working or how diligent we've been, that would be great. We would probably all achieve our goals, but we have to pursue goals amidst the reality of being a human. And that means our relationships can get messy or we can get sick or life can go sideways or something can just throw us off course right when we least expected it. And I think when we don't have the bandwidth and the emotional capacity to even be able to process Mm -hmm. that or handle that, it can completely derail us. Right. And so, yeah, anyway, I just love how you shared that, like making the journey because it really is a journey and there's various variables, not just your own work ethic or how much time you put in it, but all these external factors that can impact how quickly you get to the destination. So if the whole point and the whole purpose and focus is the destination, you're going to miss out on so much of the goodness that's found on the way and the opportunities for growth on the way, especially if it takes longer than you'd like. Yeah, I could not agree more. And not only that, but at the end of the goal, like 
I don't want to be standing there by myself yeah. because I've neglected all of the important people in my life. And mm-hmm. I just haven't been showing up for, you know, other people having things happen in their life who are close to me or like good things or bad things, like mm-hmm. celebrating them or grieving with them, you know, because that, I don't know how much you know about the Enneagram. I'm an Enneagram three. Same. And so it's like, yeah, I, I, I think there's and like a just... archetype of us who do kind of this right. work and we all end up being <laughs> yeah. in that category, threes or sevens, I feel like. Yes. But I just feel like before I started kind of living this peacefully productive life, I didn't even realize that I was treating people in my life kind of like a checkbox. Mm. And uh, it wasn't until my best friend called me out and she was like, Hey, cause her husband is also a three. Mm-hmm. And so she's very familiar with just like three behaviors. And she's like, I sometimes feel like you guys are just like checking me off of your to-do mm. list and not actually being present with me or, you know, kind of being there when I need you to be there. And that right there was a wake up call for me. And Mm -hmm. it was, it was just another, I guess, lens to look through when pursuing your goals. Like, is any goal really worth like shedding the important people in your life Mm -hmm. for you to be standing at that, that idolized destination, as you called it Mm -hmm. by yourself? To me, no, like the answer is no. Or standing there sick and tired or standing there like alone or all of the above. To enjoy it. Yeah. 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 And it, and I think that's the, the reality and actually like a fundamental problem too, is when you're not able to enjoy it because like the reality is that if you idolize that so much or that becomes like the whole point and you kind of start to shed these relationships, you maybe compromise your health, all of the above, it won't feel like enough. Like you won't get there and be like, oh, wow, I'm satisfied. I finally feel like right. I've arrived in life. You're going to still feel that like that void of like, wait, something's still missing. And then you're you're mm-hmm. very, if you're not able to check yourself and have the awareness of like, hmm, maybe I've pursued this in an unhealthy way. It's actually very likely that you might start to try to go into overdrive again, like overcompensating saying, okay, well I must need more, you know? And it's like, right. Like that hamster wheel. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It Mm -hmm. totally puts you on a hamster wheel. Okay. Something else I want to talk about is I think a lot of people have certain ideas of what you need to do in order to be productive and whether that's, you know, checking your email or saying yes to things or whatever, but those aren't necessarily the things that will actually help you be more productive or healthy. And I know you talk about this. So from your experience, what would you say are some of the things or myths that people believe that they need to do in order to be productive? Oh yeah, I have a ton, but I'm going to limit it to three. Okay. Okay, great. (laughs) So the first one, the biggest one that I see working with my students and my clients is cramming their daily to-do list with a ton of Mm -hmm. tasks. People think that that is what they need to do to be productive is have a mile long to-do list every day. Mm -hmm. So that is the first myth. I'm like, no, absolutely not. Because then you're just spreading your energy and your time like so thin Mm -hmm. that you're not doing anything well. Mm -hmm. And chances are you're not getting the important things done because you're kind of just like, I don't know about you, but if I have a giant to-do list, I just get overwhelmed before I get started. Like I just look at it and I'm like, whoa, okay. Like, I don't know what is going on. How am I going to get all this done today? So Mm -hmm. I'm all about prioritizing, like choosing your focus three every day, knowing which tasks deserve your best time and energy every, every Mm -hmm. day. So you can give those tasks your best time and energy. Mm -hmm. So that's number one, just cramming your to-do list with a ton of tasks Mm -hmm. every day. Second myth that I would say is uh, this one. Oh my gosh. Skimping on sleep to get more done. Listen, I used to be this girl. I was like, four hours, that's plenty. Like, let's go. I have stuff mm-hmm. to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? You said like waking up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Like, let's go, let's go. Like, that doesn't even feel good. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's just at the end of the day, you just feel so burnt out. Mm-hmm. And it's 
only been one day and you're like, wait, I have to do this again tomorrow. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you mean? You know? Mm -hmm. So, and I've just been such a nerd about sleep this year, just like studying, like Mm -hmm. reading up on like the actual like health benefits of getting enough sleep versus not. Mm -hmm. And it's mind blowing to me and just changing our sleep patterns and our sleep habits can uh, like alter our health in huge ways. And so the fact that people like want to skimp on their sleep to like check two more things off their to-do list, I'm Mm, like, no, please do not do that. Yeah. And then I would say the third biggest myth that I see that people think they need to do in order to be productive is not prioritizing rest, Mm -hmm. which in a lot of people's case can look like not taking any days off. Mm -hmm. And I'm such a believer that when we operate from a place of rest and when we're taking care of ourselves from the inside out, we're actually so much more productive Mm -hmm. because to me, productivity, it's not just getting a bunch of random stuff done. Mm -hmm. It's about getting the stuff that matters done in a way that aligns with your current season of life. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. Say that again. So when we operate from a place of rest and when we're taking care of ourselves from the inside out, we're actually more productive because productivity, it's not just about checking a bunch of random stuff off of a to-do list. Mm-hmm. It's about getting the stuff that matters done mm-hmm. in a way that aligns with your current season of life. Yeah. So good. I love that concept of like productivity is not just about getting stuff done. It's about getting yeah. the right things done. Yeah. So good. Did you see? My new book, Embrace Your Almost, is officially out in the world, and I can't believe it's available to you anywhere books are sold. You can grab it from Amazon or Target or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million. There's some special editions out there, too. Target has an exclusive edition. Barnes & Noble and Books A Million both have signed editions. And you can also get it at local independent bookstores. Anywhere books are sold, you should be able to find it. So if you are walking through a season of unmet expectations or disappointment or broken dreams or waiting or uncertainty, this book will bless your life. If you are not in one of those seasons, but you're just not entirely sure what's next for you, this book will bless your life. And if you have a loved one or a friend or a sister who's walking through a season like that, who's dealing with unmet expectations or broken dreams or uncertainty or waiting, this book will be such a great gift for her or something to pass on to her. So if that sounds like something you need or something a loved one in your life needs, grab a copy. Grab a copy from Amazon. Grab a copy from Barnes & Noble, from Target, from anywhere books are sold. I cannot wait to hear what you think. And I cannot wait to not only get this message in your hands, but also for you to pass on this message and share it because I believe it's more than a message. It's a movement. So as you listen, as you go about your day, I would love for you to put it in order, grab a copy and start reading as soon as it arrives at your door. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients, and it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Okay, continue. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was like, we need yeah, to drive no, like, that home pay. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like so many people expect their productivity to look the same as everybody else's. And mm -hmm. to me, that's just not realistic because we all have different capacities. We're all living different life experiences. Like I know that my productivity in December when mm -hmm. I have a newborn is mm -hmm. going to be a lot different than yeah. it was before I was pregnant. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it's not that I'm being less productive. I'm just focusing on what needs to be done in my new season, which yep. is probably keeping my baby fed, keeping her healthy, keeping mm -hmm. her changed, making sure she's sleeping well and mm -hmm. taking care of myself. Yep. Like that is being productive in yep. that season. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. I love how you said that. And I think it's so true. I think we often forget that life comes in phases for a reason. My mom always reminds mm -hmm. me of this. Like we can get so accustomed to the pressure to like do what we see our friend doing or go as fast as we see someone else moving in yeah. terms of their work or their fitness journey or whatever journey they're on paying off debt, like whatever you might be working toward. And sometimes we forget to take into account, like it might look a little bit slower for me in this season, or it might, I might not achieve as much, but that doesn't mean the mm -hmm. work that I'm doing or the way that I'm spending my time is unproductive 
or like not important, you know? And I think right. if we just like, I, I love your, your focus too on like being overdoing, like you're going to be being present in a way that, mm-hmm. you know, is such a special sacred thing. And like, that is such a important piece of your life that you'll never get back. It's, and I often have to remind myself, like I can work until I'm 70, really, you know what I mean? There's certain oh my things gosh, yes. like <laughs> in our young season of life or in, you know, whether it's newly married or a new mom or pregnancy or whatever the season may be or singleness, but like there's certain times of your life that you don't get back. You know what I mean? So like trying not to just rush through them because you have this like idea that you need to be more productive or moving faster or achieving something like there's so much freedom in that, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. That gives me goosebumps because that is such a beautiful way to think about it, that the moments that we're living right now, the seasons that we're living in right now, we might not ever live in similar Mm -hmm. seasons ever again. So it's our job to savor them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Speaking of that, I, especially like, as you just touched on, like you're going into a new season of life, there's going to be more demand on the personal side of life probably than you've experienced Mm -hmm. before. And I think that is a, that brings up something that I've been meaning to ask about, which is this idea or this concept of work-life balance. So what do you think work-life balance actually looks like? Is that a term you believe in? Like, I just love to hear your Mm -hmm. thoughts on that and how can we have realistic expectations for it? Like, I just think that that's such a cliche phrase, but like, what does that look like in practice? Like, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So to me, when I hear the word balance, I, to me, that means things are like perfectly yoked, like Mm. an even equal distribution. And here's the thing, like that's hardly ever going to happen Mm -hmm. in our lives where Mm -hmm. all the parts are exactly evenly distributed into these pretty little boxes Mm -hmm. Because sometimes your family is going to require more of your time and energy. Sometimes your work is going to require more of your time and energy. And so this is why instead of striving for work-life balance, because that's what I find to be true for myself. Anytime that I was trying to like, you know, get to that place, that golden magical place Mm -hmm. of work-life balance, I always felt like I was just striving, striving, striving to get there. Mm -hmm. And I always felt like I was failing at it. So instead of kind of putting my emphasis on that, I like to focus on what I call living in alignment. And Mm. so to me, living in alignment, it just means that your life flows well and it's supporting the season that you're in. Mm. So your life is kind of going the direction you want it to go. It's feeling how you want it to feel. And it's lined up with your values that you've established as important to you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when we know how we want our life to look and feel, we can make these shifts and tweaks along the way. And we'll be doing so from a place of grace instead of from a place of guilt or shame. And I don't know, I feel like when we spend so much of our effort, like mentally trying to separate work and life, we put this weird kind of like almost pressure on ourselves Mm -hmm. to show up in a very specific, almost confining way. Mm And when I made that mindset switch to instead focus on how I want my life to feel overall, it really released me from feeling like I was air quotes doing it wrong or Mm -hmm. just kind of like always dropping the ball Mm -hmm. on the work-life balance thing. And we kind of already touched on this a little bit, but I think that an important thing to talk about when referring to work-life balance or living in alignment is seasons. Mm -hmm. And you're going to walk through different things during different times in your life. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to learn how to navigate and honor each season. Well, so Mm -hmm. focusing more on this season as a whole, rather than the work-life balance piece, it's unrealistic. Like it really is to think that you're just going to be popping out of bed every single morning for the rest of your life, feeling perfectly aligned Mm -hmm. in all areas all the time. Right. Like that's Mm -hmm. just not going to (laughs) happen. 
I know in the Hustle Stanley community, there's a lot of teachers and during back to school season, most of their time and energy is geared toward setting themselves up for a peacefully productive school year, right? Mm -hmm. So their capacity and their energy for making it to every single social event for their personal life, it might not be doable Mm -hmm. in the back to school season. Mm -hmm. So basically what I'm saying is you can't expect yourself to have the same capacity for every area of your life during Mm -hmm. every season of your life. So whatever season that you're in, I think the best kind of route to go is to recognize the season, honor it and commit to it. Mm -hmm. And then make sure that you have a plan so that you don't live there forever, because that's the thing with seasons. They're not meant to last forever. So I think as long as you're aware that your life is going to look different depending on your season, that means it's going to feel different too. So I think Mm -hmm. we need to kind of embrace that. And that's where the whole alignment things come in. Like, what do you need in this season Mm -hmm. and how can you get that? How can you create that in your life? And I just feel so strongly that being aware of your season empowers you to navigate it well. Yeah. So I just like to encourage people, like embrace what season you're in right now and know that you won't be in it forever. Like, Mm -hmm. especially if it's a difficult one, because I know, you know, it's very easy, especially with the internet, social media to kind of peek around the corner and see like so-and-so like living her best life. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, (laughs) Like, what am I doing? I I put on pants today. That's what I've achieved. Yeah, totally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so good. And that's, I mean, that's a huge thing that I share with this community all the time. It's just like, you know, the importance of knowing where you're at and what's aligned for you. And we talk a lot about seasons. And, you know, I think it's because that's such a critical influence in the decisions you make, the things you say yes to, the things you say no to, the commitments you take on, the way that you even like live, work and eat. Like, I mean, literally down to how you're nourishing your body is going to depend on are you pregnant right now? Are you trying to hit a weight goal? Like, what are you working toward? And I think it's, and the reason that's so important is because we have such a tendency to look to the right and left and see what so-and-so is doing and someone else is doing. And it's like, we try to move at the same pace or try to keep up with them when it's like, that may not actually serve us very well. That may actually hinder right. what we really need to be focused on. And so just constantly coming back to what's right for me in the season that I'm in mm. is such a grounding question. And I think it helps you to avoid that hustle culture mentality and to and avoid the hamster wheel of trying to keep up or outrun or beat somebody else or whatever. Yes, I agree a hundred percent. So good. Okay. So one other thing I want to talk about is burnout because this is kind of right in line with everything we've been talking about. So I'd love Mm -hmm. if you can share what some signs that you've experienced or that you've seen when it comes to burnout, like what signs should we be on the lookout for that we might be burnt out and need to shift some things or make some adjustments to our lifestyle? Yeah. So I call these like big red flags. Like anytime (laughs) that I'm working with clients or students, I'm like, okay, if these are happening on a regular basis in your life, big red flag for burnout, whether you're on the way there or already there. So I would say the first one, neglecting your needs, like simple day-to-day needs and kind of replacing them with sedentary habits. Mm -hmm. So for example, like if you know that you typically are pretty good about like moving your body, like whether that's going on a walk, going to yoga, you know, Mm -hmm. lifting weights, whatever, but you're just at the end of the day, you're like, I literally cannot. And you just find yourself like sitting on the couch, binging TV or whatever it might be, which don't get me wrong. I love a good show every Mm -hmm. now and then, but you know the difference. Like, you know yourself best. You can tell when you're kind of sitting down to escape or when you're sitting down to actually like rest and rejuvenate. So I think that's the first one is just neglecting the needs that 
you normally don't have an issue showing up for. So whether it's working out or kind of nourishing your body with foods that actually support you, Mm. things like that, I would say another red flag is, and this one's pretty obvious, I think, constantly overworking Mm -hmm. because you feel behind. So you're always trying to catch up. So I don't know if you can relate, but this used to be such a huge part of my vocabulary. I would always say, oh, 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 after next week, life is going to calm down. Like life is going to be chill next week. Like I just have one more week of crazy and that's, it just kept rolling over Mm -hmm. and over and over and over and over. So uh, constantly overworking, setting unrealistic goals. And this is another one that kind of ties back to what we were just talking about, kind of looking left and right and seeing what other people are or aren't doing. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I have been in that place of burnout, I would kind of, I guess, steal goals from other people because I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to do that too. And I would kind of go into like overdrive panic mode, even though the goals are so unrealistic for my season of life or what I'm trying to pursue. They don't align with, you know, the purpose that I'm trying to carry out. So I think that's another kind of sign of burnout is that you're reaching and grabbing Mm -hmm. at goals that other people are pursuing. And then I think another one, and this one I feel like is very underrated the inability to make decisions. So decision fatigue, I feel like when you're trying to make very simple decisions that typically aren't that big of a deal for you to make, you kind of freak out over Mm -hmm. making them. I know Mm -hmm. this is one of my personal red flags. Like my husband can always tell when I, you know, am approaching burnout because he's like, okay, you are panicking over this small question. Let's dig into this. Why are we here? Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's like, what do you want for dinner or where do you want to go for date night this weekend or whatever? And you just kind of like lose your goal. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I can't answer another question Mm -hmm. probably because you're burnt out or you're burning out. And then I think the last red flag that I'll share is kind of detachment. So just kind of when you feel like you're going through the motions every day, but you're not really present or grounded in what you're doing, but you're just kind of waking up every day and just kind of, you kind of feel like a, like a robot in your own life. You know that feeling I'm talking about? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, I forgot how it's how like the right word for it, but almost like when you're so emotionally disconnected, like you just start, like, I think robot is it or like you kind of go on autopilot and you don't even realize. So there's like almost like a disconnect, like you are kind of disconnected from, like the emotion, like, I don't know if you've experienced this, but when I've experienced burnout, I find that I I identify it when I'm kind of disinterested in the things that I actually do care about. And mm-hmm. like you said, almost like even little things can become like massively explosive, overwhelming, like deciding what to right. eat for dinner because you just have zero capacity left. Right. Yeah. Like you've reached your bandwidth. There is none left. And it like drives you to be apathetic. Like right. even though, you know, you're not apathetic. It's like all you have left in you to show up as. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those are some really, and I think the the other thing that I've learned about burnout, I don't know if you've learned this, but I've learned burnout doesn't just come from overworking. It can come right. from overworking. It can come from big life changes like moving or getting married mm. or becoming a parent or whatever. And it can also come from things like grief. And so what I found is like, be really aware of what is recently what you've recently experienced in your life because even if your work life doesn't seem overly busy or any more busy than normal if you are you know working and you've just experienced a huge life change like you've just gotten right. married or maybe you're walking through a season of grief or whatever combining those things increases your likelihood of emotional burnout or mental burnout because 
even though your work itself may be somewhat manageable, there's this whole other layer of things going on. So once I learned right. that about burnout, I was like, oh, that explains so much, you know? So <laughs> yeah. So just take inventory of like, what have I recently been experiencing? What am I experiencing? What am I walking through? And how am I feeling about that? And where am I at? Because that will give you a pulse on like, you just don't have the emotional bandwidth to handle anymore, you know? And that right. explains why you're feeling disconnected or why you get really flustered or overwhelmed when a very simple question is asked and those types of things. So yeah, just wanted to yeah, share that I love- too how you worded that, like taking inventory of like what's going on in your life as a whole, because I feel like, yeah, even if work isn't busy or you don't feel like overwhelmed by work necessarily, something else could be going on in life. And I feel like at least for me, like right now planning for our first baby, it's overwhelming for Mm -hmm. me. I don't think I've hit burnout, but I I think I've been close, but Mm -hmm. I don't think I've reached it just because of the tools and strategies that I've learned over the last couple of years. But I will say that I've noticed that when I do kind of get into that overwhelm, because I feel like overwhelm comes before burnout Mm -hmm. in my case, like that's how I've kind of experienced it. And I feel like when I hit that point of overwhelm and then, you know, kind of tip off into burnout, it bleeds into all areas of my life. So even if a certain area isn't necessarily causing the burnout or the Mm -hmm. overwhelm, it's still being affected because it's, I'm burnt out. I'm overwhelmed and I'm involved in all areas of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah, it's so true. I really think like auditing your life makes such a difference, but we just are moving so fast sometimes through it that we don't pause to be like, huh, why am I responding that way? Yeah, totally. Okay. I have one more question for you. I mean, I have like a million more, but we're going to try to wrap it up. (laughs) So one of the things I'd love to talk about too, is for those of us who thrive on working, thrive on being productive, thrive on doing, like we actually enjoy it. It's not just like a burden Mm -hmm. for us. What suggestions do you have for learning to slow down and enjoy times of rest and leisure? This is such a good question. And my, I am one of these people, like I truly do enjoy like doing things and I thrive on being productive schedule in times of rest and leisure, leisure, like put it, like actually put it on your calendar as someone who really does enjoy being productive and getting stuff done. I love knowing that I am doing what is on my calendar for the Mm day like resting or like going, you know what I mean? Like whatever it is. So when I first started resting regularly back in 2020, I read a book by John Mark Comer called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I don't know if you've heard of it or read it. Mm. It completely changed my life. I read it every single year now. And that's when I really started to understand that you have to practice rest. Mm -hmm. It's not just kind of, you know, this one and done thing, or you're good at it, or you're bad at it. If you feel like you're bad at it, you have to practice it, right? Like it's a thing that's like a constant Mm -hmm. in your life. But when I first started resting regularly, it did feel more like it was about checking off the box, like, yay, go me. Like I'm doing what's on my calendar, you know, but now after practicing regular rest for a few years consistently, Mm -hmm. it's so much more than that to me. It's about refreshing my soul so that I can show up well for myself and for the people in my life. And then another thing, like, I guess a more practical tip for, you know, helping people to really slow down and enjoy times of rest or leisure, Mm -hmm. make sure that the rest mode that you're getting into is the kind of rest that you need. Cause there, I believe there's seven different types of rest, like physical, social, Mm -hmm. emotional, like all those different kinds. And I feel like when you're partaking in the kind of rest that you actually need, there's less resistance there because you really need it. So like, for example, 
the biggest way that I feel rested is like spending time outside with my husband. So whether we're playing pickleball or going paddleboarding mm-hmm. or rollerblading or whatever, like that is refreshing to me. And to me, that's what rest is, is like refreshing your soul. And so if I'm just like sitting down on the couch, like watching a TV show and I'm feeling like a little bit antsy and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I want to be doing something else. That probably isn't the type of rest that my soul is craving Mm -hmm. in that moment. But if you kind of pivot and try a different type of rest, I feel like there's, like I said, just less resistance to it. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I I think that we often think rest is like taking a nap and it's like, no, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but someone shared this with me recently and I just thought it was so good. It was like, if you work with your hands, rest with your mind, meaning like if you work like in construction or cleaning or something like that, then rest and like do something that is like reading or something that stimulates your mind. Whereas if you work mostly with your mind, like if you are, you know, if you, if you speak for a living or you do kind of what we do and you're spending a lot of time at a computer and thinking and analyzing and and a lot of mind work, it's not very like physically taxing, then rest with your hands. So garden, go rollerblading, like do these active things that are not just sitting around, but are just kind of like restorative for you in that way. So I just thought that was a really helpful, I don't remember who said it, but I was just like, that's a really helpful thing to keep in mind because I, I think we have sometimes them an inaccurate view of rest for lack of a better word. For sure. So yeah. Awesome. Well, all of this has been so helpful. I feel like we could just sit here and like riff on this for so long because (laughs) I feel like we have such similar just thought processes about a lot of this stuff, but you have shared so much value. It's been so practical, but also really encouraging. And I'm just so thankful for everything that you have shared and all that you do. Can you share where listeners can learn more from you? Maybe check out your programs, learn more about how they can use your tools and your planners and the resources you create to start living a more peacefully productive life. Yeah. So everything that I do online, literally everything lives at jessicamassey.com. So the courses, the podcast, you can find the planners over there. And then I would say on a day-to-day basis, I hang out the most on Instagram, which is at Jess M. Massey. And I do my best to really show in my stories, like how I'm living a peacefully productive life, because I know the people in my community, they really appreciate just like a concrete example of like Mm -hmm. putting into practice what you teach. So if that's the kind of vibe you're looking for, probably Instagram is the best place to go. But Jordan, thank you so much for having me on and just giving me the space to kind of pour into and encourage your community. Yeah, absolutely. You have done just that. So thankful for it. And um, yeah, just really love what you do. You guys go check out Jess's stuff. Truly will be a blessing to you. And we'll catch you in the next episode. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content. And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Be 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.